1: is uh, December 11th. That means a magical winter holiday is approaching, the merriest of them all. And uh, that means there are three Christmas miracles approaching. One is that I'm looking outside of Emily's window at the remnants of eight inches of snow. Uh, Nice, I'm not. Two is that God apparently decided that uh, calling hookers from your work phone is alright because Hugh Freeze is the new head football coach at Liberty University
0: Jesus Christ is the only man who can handle his junk that is that is a quote well it's a paraphrase but it is a quote for Mr. Hugh Freeze
1: and number three is that uh, because it's December 11th as you listen to this uh, year end albums of the year list songs of the year lists have been out for about eight and a half days
0: Yes. And that's not an exaggeration. I think they really started last week. Uh, Max, I would actually go to you really quick with this, which is you are probably the most average consumer of the internet amongst us three. Like you and you use Apple News, basically, is what I'm saying. And so <laughs> when did you, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, I think that's how most people interact with their news. When did, have you started seeing your end list? Like, is that something that you've recognized already? No. Okay. Wow, you are a fortunate being, then. I saw a couple posts on like how I should
2: start to get ahead on saving money on my taxes, and I was like, "That's <laughs> not fun." It's December. Like, I'm not Ned Flandersing it. Like passing in my taxes at you know on well, December 31st. Oh, you know what else I, isn't I, I do fun? It in January.
1: You know what else is not fun? Reading a a year-end album reviews list on December 6th. If you're an artist putting out an album on December 17th. <laughs>
0: yeah well a couple years ago um yeah it was i believe two years ago now uh a a run the jewels released an album like on the 31st or something of of the year and i thought well uh this is probably gonna be one of the best albums but it's gonna it's not gonna catch any of those nets Mm -hmm. uh Yeah, I I just – I mean I mentioned it to both of you last week just kind of and I don't know if it's because of the way the calendar fell and it felt that December was a little bit earlier this year or the fact that the first Monday is – no, the first Monday – so the first full week of December seems like it was about as early as it could be, which is it was on the Mm 3rd. So it's basically I think all these different – Providers of content, websites, magazines, whatever, what have you—they all decide. Well, it's December now. We got to get this stuff out here, and it's the third right. of December.
1: Well, I mean, we've we've talked about, you know, we've talked before about how, uh, kind of the the purpose of or the goal of news organizations has changed a lot over the last couple of decades, from, you know, being solely focused on. You know, I- ensuring that your your information is good quality and it's reported correctly, and nothing's wrong. To fuck, we're all chasing after this same bit of information. You know, we can correct it later if we need to. We got to yeah. get it out first, and I, like I see it as kind of the same thing. Uh, but <laughs> it's it's this weird this weird catch twenty two where I think everybody, you know nobody really i guess nobody wants to put out you know one of these lists on december 27th because it's kind of a dead zone for Mm -hmm. you know uh, when people are at their peak of like being engaged with content and the world um you're you're smack in between two holidays uh you get certainly people who are are doing what I'm doing this year and and taking vacation days between the two so we basically have one kind of big interrupted holiday Um, now I'm a lunatic so I will be reading the entire internet in that time yeah (laughs) but uh, so let's say that in the past you know these lists were coming out on the 18th 19th that sort of thing well now we started you know, we've started to be concerned with getting it out first. Somebody said, Let me separate myself from the pack. Let me let me get my take on the best albums of the year out on the sixteenth. And then someone said, Well, I'm gonna put it out on the fifteenth and the fourteenth <laughs> and thirteenth and all of a sudden everyone is just putting it out in the first week of December because yeah. you might as well you might as well go ahead and spray it it's, all out there as soon as you can.
0: It's it's not unlike the uh, it's not like the well, you know. Instead of having a Black Friday sale on Black Friday, let's just open at six a.m. on Thanksgiving because people are just they're going to be around anyways, not doing anything. Right. So why not do it then? And uh, I, I was re- re-listening to the Stuff You Know podcast on Black F- Friday recently, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just like today we're recording this on Monday. It's coming out the uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. All right, it's now today. Anyways, I live in a weird universe and I don't really believe in time. So, you'll excuse me. Excuse me, but Green Monday is apparently a thing. I just bought a pair of jeans because it's Green Monday. Uh I bought the pair of jeans because sorry, they sorry were... it's only a thing because you're the you are participating.
2: What? Hold on. Right. Hold on.
0: Stop. Stop. I wanted a pair of <laughs> green Monday. I wanted so I had a, to buy some jeans. <laughs> so no, no, I wanted a pair of black jeans. I've been looking for them and it's a very specific pair that I like the way they fit and they happen to be 40% off today. So I waited for a time when they were on sale and now I'm well served. I will not have this. I don't believe in the idea of green Monday. Every day is green. But you, but, you, but I but you can't you just, you can't deny that you are perpetuating it. Oh, I I am perpetuating it. Could but it could have been any other name, and I would have bought it because of the sale. But the thing is, with these, you know, with the sales being all over the place, and let's move it to, to December third is the day the, we're going to release these lists. It's a lot like the just the satire of Deadspin does it every year, which is when does when does the Super Bowl start. They do a piece where they track all the sites and when do they post the thing on. It's like letting people know when the Super Bowl starts. It's now that is a thing where you can be right and first, but really it's just the let let me be first. And with these year-end lists, you know, at the end of the day, they are very subjective. Now, I know that there are some lists I get excited about, and and Sean, you mentioned that too, but I think and I'm interested. You know what? What do you like seeing, and what irritates you? Because I have a good sense of what irritates me, kind of, kind of broadly. But I want to hear. I should ask Max first, as as yeah. our resident good internet user. Um, which is, are, do you? Are there any year end lists? You're like, huh? Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Or I didn't know I loved it.
2: Uh,
0: no, no. I think that's. I don't think so. I think that's how most people feel, but if it's there in in BuzzFeed on your Apple News, of course you're excited about the best Instagram posts about cookies of 2018,
2: right? Mm, Yeah, that does sound pretty good.
0: Ten best Pinterest feeds you didn't even know about, right? But that's just, those
2: are lists that that are on BuzzFeed every day i don't think you need to be at the end of the year for for those
0: but there's something appealing about the of a year we we kind of pick this arbitrary thing like not the last not the last you know six months or or uh fiscal quarter three it's it's of the year there's there's something important added to that and that heightens your list of 25 best recipes for fall into 25 best recipes of 2018 let's That also needs to put out there just as an aside. They're doing these lists before it's even winter. That's how early they're doing them. That feels wrong
1: to me. (laughs) Oh, that's right. I guess winter technically begins on the 22nd, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the the same time every year. But I feel like if we're going to... I wasn't uh, thinking that I'd impose a rule, but I think that's Mm. a good rule for this. It has to be winter before you have your (laughs) best of the year lists.
1: Well, that gives you very little time, and most of it is... Holiday or between holiday dead zone,
0: but now, you know what Scrooge says you should keep working and reading at your desk. Maybe so.
1: So let me let me tell you about my my approach to these lists because I I think that that one of the places where we go wrong as consumers of these things is we focus way too much on the word best. Yeah, because they're inherent. Like this is a subjective thing, and and nobody you know no one actually has a claim to to truly objective you know determinations of what art is good and what art is bad and what good art is better than other good art but my so my approach is twofold i'm curious for the things that i was caught up enough to listen to this year to see what other people who i generally respect uh, what they thought of those albums so yeah. like the casey musgraves album came out in february maybe
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and so we've had a lot of time to sit with it but like as soon as i heard it that album blew me away i, was like, I love this record and, and i you know i, I <laughs> as soon as i heard it i thought i'm pretty sure that barring something else truly spectacular i've found the record that's going like to define this year for me and my personal listening. But, you know, I obviously there was 10 more months worth of music that was gonna come out, so, uh, and I'm going to miss most of it. So let me see how people who make it their livelihood to listen to music all the time and to try to listen to everything how they would contextualize this record That I loved And then the other The, the second prong of my two pronged approach Is that uh, I'm also for, uh, for for all of my My big talk about You know kind of latching on to one of the big records of the year Early uh, I'm woefully bad At keeping up with what's going on And what's coming out So I I use these lists at the end of a year as an opportunity to kind of jot down some notes on the stuff that I personally didn't get to, but that one or preferably several people and outlets that I respect for, you know, their, their commitment to being thorough coverers of music, you know, what are the things that they thought were really good that I missed out on? And what can I, you know, what can I spend some of that holiday time? I've got 32 hours of driving ahead of me in the next four weeks. So, like, you know, uh, how much, you know, w- what can I kind of use to fill some of that time and, and actually catch up on some of the neat things that came out this year that I haven't listened to yet?
0: Yeah, and and I would say that I use them very similarly. I mentioned before the podcast that I went back and looked at some of the not an end of the year list, but some of Pitchfork's uh, highly rated electronic albums because that's something I don't really listen to, and I've been reading a lot about certain scenes, so to speak. And so I was interested. Okay, what are what are people listening to? With they're part of this, but. <laughs> I think with on the other hand, with the albums where there is something you really liked, and then you go to a list and see where it is in the list, uh, you know, Max. I think this is something that anyone can respond to, even if you go to the list or not. But is this? It becomes a. Is it good that you are just looking at it for an argument, which is oh no, this should be higher. You are wrong. You are wrong, or I totally agree with you. I that starts to go down a slippery slippery slope for me because. You know, then am I learning something from it or am I just trying to say, oh, no, that should be number two, not number eight or, or whatever? I, I don't think that that's healthy with with these lists if you go to it to to pitch a fight. Yeah, it's it's probably not. Is that is that what you're doing? I, I mean, we just had a discussion before we were looking at the top songs of of the year list per pitchfork and thinking about. I even said this to you when we were scrolling to number one because I had no idea what it is. I had not looked and I said well consider it's Pitchfork. It, it, so right there I'm, I'm it, you know putting in a prejudice which is oh they, they like a certain type of music or, or or whatever and so not that I'm looking to argue with it. Like I don't care about the song of the year but when the albums list comes out I might get really angry if they put up a, a, an album as number one that I'm not a huge fan of
1: i mean i get i know i get interested so so i'm the the list that i i've kind of uh i felt like jived with my listening habits the most this year uh is the uh npr npr music's top 50 albums Mm -hmm. and so my personal my four favorite records of the year are the casey musgraves album golden hour uh, Lucy Dacus' Historian uh, Soccer Mommy's Clean And Hop Along's Bark Your Head Off Dog So those albums all came out in like the first Four months of the year Yeah, um, Three of those Albums are Ranked in NPR's list Casey Musgraves is three Lucy Dacus is four Hop Along is eleven Soccer Mommy Is not on their list I would really love to know, you know, it's a thing I can't do with an album that gets left off the list. Um, but what I, what I'm kind of curious for is, is when there's like a big discrepancy between how I think of an album uh, and and how NPR or Pitchfork or somebody else thinks of that album when they're contextualizing the whole year in music, you know, obviously, The spaces between where I think that album Should be and where they've put That album are almost certainly filled with Lots of stuff I haven't listened to at all So maybe I missed Out on 50 Really great albums But you know What I would love to know Is you know If if there were And I think it's better when you have stuff That's clearly built by like a panel Uh, I would be really Fascinated uh like for the, the people that put together this NPR music list to to do another piece where each of the each of the writers that like wrote blurbs about albums wrote a little thing like wrote a paragraph about an album that they voted for that wasn't on the list and what they thought about it. Um I mean I guess that turns into like an endless cycle of it, it's an endless cycle of internet content, which is what yeah. we already have. Um but that – so that, to me, I don't necessarily get – I try really hard not to get, like, fired up over, you know, Pitchfork ranking an album lower than I would like it ranked. Because I know that I almost certainly didn't listen to 80% of the stuff they ranked above you.
0: You didn't listen to uh, – uh, who was it I said earlier? DJ – DJ Kazi? Cozy? Cozy? Kazi Or a Coz. Ski Mask? Yeah, coast. coast. Yeah. I d I don't think or there was another guy, I think his name was Justin. But no, I, I see what you mean and, and kinda what you're asking for Sean in some ways is their original um their original write up of the albums. But chances are over the course of a year your feelings about something has changed or you go, Oh well that you know, we didn't rate that very highly in April, but looking at the course of the year it was one of the best. I mean, contextualizing I think is important, and, and, and things do change. But the the other thing, and and maybe when I when I get concerned about it causing kind of arguments or, or whatever, um, and and Max, I, I would put to you in the context the text of a couple things that I like and I've seen and people have shared with me are, um, the best books of the year lists, um, that I've started to see, and then also some where you start talking about. Okay, these are movies, movies to watch. Um, in some ways, I, I think that there are two types of lists. Some that, that kind of say, embarrasses maybe the wrong word, but say, this is the best. You know, this is what, this is what the people who know say, and they kind of put you down. Or, alternatively, with the books and the movies, these are ones that I like because they push you to explore, yeah,
2: I mean, I think both can do that. It sounds like your issue is more with the with the rankings and someone yeah. saying with any level of definity that, that something is better than something else. I don't know that it's any different than a non-end-of-year ranking. I mean, do you feel the same way about the Academy Awards or the Grammys, or well, have you are... decided that you no longer care about those? I mean, that's kind of maybe where I'm at is, is like, oh, it's sometimes interesting to see how how other people rank certain things, but at the end of the day, it, mm. it only really matters what I think. <laughs> so I would say that a list Well, in is- terms of whether or not I'm going to enjoy content, yeah. like a movie or music. And if I find someone who whose rankings tend to jive with mine, I think that what Sean was saying was perfect. It's like, oh, then I'd be really curious. Like, you know, why, why didn't they have the... Um, that album that you, the, the fourth album that you really liked, you know, yeah. and where was it on their standings? Was it off mm-hmm. by one, or, or did they not even listen to it? I mean, I assume that they listened to it because they, they do their due diligence, but it's, it's a, it is, it is curious and could be never ending as well.
1: Here. I think is actually maybe a more, is kind of a more, almost a, a better, more useful version of what I was thinking of. So the best or, or my favorite year end ranking list, anything that I've seen so far this month has been I think GQ's list of the best books of the year mm. so they had GQ staffers pick a list of whatever of 20 books or something they weren't ranked but what they did was mm. for every book they picked they wrote a blurb about the book and then they had the author of that book recommend another book that's, and explain why they recommended
0: that book. And that's that's great because it 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 it. So Max, I, I want to come back to your point really quick. There's in between a list, a ranking, and an award. An award. Yep. That's 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 not ranking. It's just saying this is the best, and someone decides, and we kind of know who those people are. With a ranking, that's where I think it can you know kind of get weird a little bit and cause some friction. A list, what you're talking about, Sean, it sounds like, and maybe they did rank it too, but a list is really great. It's like, hey, go explore these things. We we think they're worth your time. And and maybe, and then that's good too. It, it really gets you to, to be inquisitive because maybe you really liked Milkman, um, which is a book that won the, the Man Booker Prize this year, uh, which I'm very interested in. If that author was, or if I'd already read it and that author said, hey, you should consider this, that's really exciting and that sounds like a great way to do it
1: yeah no like for me uh, what I what I love about that is that I'm really interested in where where I can branch out and, and kind of do more experience more and you know I put a lot of stock you know for for all that I've been talking about uh, you know with with outlets that I respect and and like critics and reviewers whose work I trust you know more than any of them I trust and am intrigued in what the artists who are making things that I like like what are the things that fuel them creatively what are the things that they enjoyed uh, because they just, they have an, an inherently a wildly different perspective on you know, on what they're looking for than I do. Yeah.
0: And in some ways, and this is when, when we mentioned that we were going to go into this topic, one of the first things I thought about was when we talked about, I guess the cultural canon a long time ago and Mm -hmm. don't, don't shame me for not having seen the movie or read the book Tell me why I should read it. And sometimes you may say, I think this is great. I don't think you'd like it. That's what I'm looking for. That's what your list is talking about. That's what, hey, look out for, you know, the, the movie that's coming out, Roma. Go Look out for this woman who had never acted before, really, and is spectacular in this movie. You know, consider that. Um, that that I appreciate. the, In some ways, the lazy content of, hey, we can do a list every day for the next 20 days that that says oh you're an idiot if you haven't watched this this video on on youtube this year it's like that doesn't really help me like don't, i'm sorry i had other stuff that i was doing i was i was trying to listen to you know the the parquet courts album or, or whatever
2: yeah but yeah, i mean yeah. if you want to feel like an idiot for not watching youtube videos you can just watch Tosh tosh.0 i'm pretty sure that's still on on <laughs> cable television that's that's not <laughs> a joke it just, it just berates you for for being an yeah. idiot and shows you YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think instead I'm going to – I read the New Yorker profile of of Julia Louis-Dreyfus today. And I realized I should – I keep ta- asking people about, oh, I need a show that maybe I should watch. I've heard Ozark. I've heard Stranger Things. Hold this. I should go watch Veep because I've never watched it before. <laughs> yeah, Veep, is, <laughs> Veep is fantastic. Veep. And the reason
1: you should go check out Veep <laughs> is that Julia Louis-Dreyfus is a treasure. Yeah. And because uh, that show, not House of Cards or West Wing, is probably the closest you're ever going to get to a true inside picture of what the current political administration is like. Mm. Uh, plus, their swears because it's HBO.
0: Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I. Yeah, if you're going to put out a list, I'd just say and. I'd say this as someone who I'm, I'm, I'm working on an end-of-year type list for us that I think will be fun Great. and different. Um, make sure that it, it, it spurs people to explore and empowers them to go read, you know, more insightful books or or explore albums that they didn't get around to this year. Or go enjoy the movies in the cold, in the snow south of the Mason-Dixon line, but not north of it. hmm But you know you do you if you want to shame people get out here that's that's my feeling (laughs) you do you (laughs) if you want to shame people get out of here well get out of my face you can you can you can come at me but these these hands are always ready this is classic
1: classic pierce painting himself as a man of the people when in fact he wants to be a draconian law enforcer
0: yeah i would say the people don't want to be shamed but i don't i don't really know people
1: (laughs) i would say generally speaking they don't want to be shamed but i would say also generally speaking a lot of people have the instinct to shame other people (laughs) yeah
0: so i've I've seen the lists
1: (laughs) um all right so uh who knows maybe we'll you know, uh, we did a list last year that was not a ranking, but but everyone who's been contributing to the the site wrote about some some songs that they that they really dug uh, from the year, and and maybe we maybe we'll do something like that again this year. Uh, check us out at prettyokaypod.com to find out. Or if you I have don't know thoughts, if,
0: I don't know if we can, because no uh, Future Islands album came out this year, <laughs> so one of us might not be able to do it. Oh, I've got songs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, if you have
1: thoughts on year end lists, rankings, uh, or awards, apparently, because we brought those into the mix too, uh, come find us on Facebook or Twitter at PrettyOKPod okay and let us know what you think. So, now that we have dispensed with that little plug for the website and the social media channels, uh, we move on as we do to Pierce is Sorry. And uh, what are you apologizing for this week?
0: Well, it is not going to be getting 40% off uh, the, the purchase of jeans today because I think that that was a great buy. Um, branded name of the day, Be Damned. But uh, no, this, uh, it does remind me of being green or not so green. Um, because as, as you both know, when you were there, when it happened, um, I moved into a new apartment uh, about a month ago. Um, and one of the things that happens when you move into an apartment is uh, is you have a bunch of stuff that you once you move in you realize I don't need that and you need to throw it away, um, and so one of those items was uh, was a a box spring for for a bed. Now I asked someone who used to live in the same building, which is friend of the pod, Kevin, what to do with it. He said, oh, take it out to the dumpster. And I was, I wasn't sure, but I said, okay, because I had been out there and, and also saw that, that people had done the same thing. So I thought, okay, this is fine. And so I take my box spring down and put it right by the dumpster where i had seen other ones. Well, uh, fast forward to a week or so later, um, and there is an email from the building manager. Listing three things to everybody who lives in this building that that have been done um, that are are irritating. Uh, I believe one had to do with with recycling, too much recycling in the recycling area, like to just take it downstairs and put it in the bins. You lazy fucks. Um, the other one was if you have you know animals and pets inside, it's really not the place for them to use the restroom. Uh, <laughs> and then the last one was. And those things, the thing about those other things is they're they a broad audience. A lot of people are, are part of the problem there. Yeah. But Singled Out is actually number two on the list was, uh, and for what I'm sorry this week, is a a queen-sized box spring mattress was called out and especially how a special trash removal had to be done for items like this. And I felt really bad because, and and I'm apologizing this week, because it really was true ignorance. Apparently it's in the bylaws somewhere, but I, I just didn't know. And there's something about ignorance and and just not knowing that you should have known that's that's really bad and so i felt guilty ever since and have been um afraid to say that my bathroom faucet is leaking because i don't want to for them to somehow know that i'm the person who left the queen size box (laughs) string mattress out there so i'm i'm sorry for my ignorance i i don't mean to hurt any of the people that that really do a good job in this building i'm happy to live in it but i felt awful (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, uh,
1: that that's a good one. Uh, so we'll we'll close the show a- as we do with a big idea from pop culture, and uh, I talk about podcasts a lot. Uh, Pierce, you don't, but one of the podcasts that you talk about a lot is Slate Money. Yeah, and um, uh, I believe I've lied to you several times. And said I would check out episodes, and mm-hmm. have gone on to basically not ever do that. Yeah, uh, but several months ago, I, I actually did listen to one uh, oh. because the subject was one I- in which I am very interested: the universal basic income. Oh, and the the idea contained therein, if you are are not aware, is that. A government would provide its citizens a certain level of base pay, all of them. It's universal, and it's a basic income, so it's enough for you to just get by, just scrape by. Pay, pay for rent, pay for basic needs, and, and you know it, it's it's a, a subject that's become uh, of greater and greater global interest lately and you know there there have been some places where, where it's even being tested out uh, but the, the guest on that episode of Slate Money was a reporter named Annie Lowry who wrote uh-huh. a book called Give People Money which I am currently reading oh, and good. am enjoying uh, because I'm, I'm learning a lot about uh, kind of the different the different ways that people think about UBI. Uh, And and she's really, she's framed it all very well. Um, In kind of the introduction, she lays out all of the, kind of all of the competing thoughts about UBI and and particularly how a system with a universal basic income would work in America, given our, our very long kind of puritanical, Uh, relationship with work and uh, that that's the part that I'm I'm really fascinated with like how we have our self-worth wrapped up in you know what we do for a living and how we feel and think about people who don't work um, which is is usually uh, that that's some sort of personal failing on their part and not uh, not the result of, you know, systematic conditions, several of which they have no control over. Uh, so, it it's very, it's very fascinating to read about, you know, uh, not just the the experiments that are happening in Kenya with uh, micro lending, uh, micro lending startups that are basically just giving people money, uh, but to actually hear from. Some UBI advocates in America, um, and, and and one thing that I you know that really jumped out to me is, is this guy, who is um, <laughs> among other things the the moderator of the Basic Income subreddit, and uh, he he was talking about uh, kind of the perception that basic income is meant as like a salve for the coming technological job apocalypse and and what he said was well we're not facing a future without work we're facing a future without jobs we've got it all backwards thinking that work enables money work is not possible without money and as long as we have a monetary system money comes first so we need to make sure everyone starts every month with enough money to be able to perform intrinsically motivated work we don't start monopoly with zero dollars so why do we start our economy with zero dollars and uh, universal basic income then allows a shift towards an entirely new system and so I just I, I really love that idea of thinking about the, you know the ways that our, our history uh, as a nation you know they've taken us down this particular path to this relationship with work and and how things are, are coming you know things that we're doing we're doing things by our own design that will fundamentally change the nature of you know people's interaction with the concept of work and you know it's very possible that we need to be thinking of of ways to address the economic impact that that will have on people so um, all of that is a very long way to say uh give people money is not a particularly long book so uh it, it's not exactly like sunny material but it's wouldn't be a bad holiday read if you have a few free days. So uh check it out. Educate yourself.
0: Yeah, you also go read the Protestant work ethic. Maybe I believe that's by Weber. How do you say it? W e b e r. I had to read that. I don't know Weber. Yeah. Well. Any, anyways, that that you mentioned the president, <laughs> good. and I would also say that the guy who you quoted, um, some very similar things have been said by both uh, John Maynard Keynes and Karl Marx, and they haven't come <laughs> to fruition yet, even though they've said it's right around the corner. So that's maybe true. maybe Can- it'll happen this time.
1: Keynes did say that uh, that technological advancement was going to have us all working three day weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, by, was- by his. He was
0: fucking wrong about that. He said by the time his his grandchildren were adults, and they I've seen a video where they interview his his, his grandson. <laughs> he's he like, said, ah. I think didn't he say twenty? He said twenty thirty. Uh, it
1: was it was, it was like
0: fairly. Su- we're not gonna make it. We're not. Y- yeah,
1: it. <laughs> we're not getting there. No chance. Um. yeah. So, give people money is by Annie Lowry. Um. I I got a, I got it for a discounted price as a Kindle books. So that was kind of sweet. <laughs> Um, But yeah uh, Read stuff uh, If you have things that you have read That you liked and you want to recommend um, I'm looking for more books to read So Pretty Okay Pod on Facebook or Twitter um, Okay that is the end of the show uh, As I just said You can find us on Facebook or Twitter At Pretty Okay Pod You can check us out at our home on the web www.prettyokpod.com While you're there I talked about it last week I did it guys there's a link extravaganza. It's the first one in 7 months. Don't no, don't you dare clap for me, Max. I it's really it's weak. It's very weak on my part that I haven't done one in that time. So hopefully it won't be 7 more months uh, <laughs> until the next one. Uh, but we have plenty of other writing there as well. Uh, Ian has been back at it writing about music. I actually have a new a new thing from him that's in the editing queue that'll that'll be up soon. Uh, and and pierce mentioned earlier that he's got something in the works for us you can also subscribe to our podcast feed on apple podcasts spotify etc so you never miss an episode they'll show up for you every tuesday like clockwork if you do that please do us a huge favor leave a rating review comment that sort of thing or if you have a friend who you think might be interested in the show tell them about us we'd love to share what we're doing with them as well We will be back again, as always, next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean.
2: I'm Pierce. I'm Max.
1: Thanks for listening.